0: asked Alfie to take a beautiful photo of me walking with the kids into the sea yeah. from the pines. Yeah yeah you did look like a nine-year-old woman <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing your fucking swimming costume. That's yeah. disgusting. Why did you How, steal why did it? You get that swimming costume. Because it's a sexy nautical swimming costume. It's not it's disgusting. It and makes it you look like a pin-up. It's- Okay, cool, okay, cool. I don't know where to put my arms. Okay, well, just don't rock the table, basically, okay. yeah. Um, okay, so basically, here are the rules. Let's just have a few ground rules before we start. Sure. So, definitely, let's just try not to cut each other off. Okay. that's you cut me off. Don't, you don't, you don't cut me off. Uh, and if you're going to say something, just try and um, finish it. Okay. You know? So don't, like, just st- start something and then just stop. Sure. You know, Are you have, referring to a particular incident? No, just like go follow through with the anecdote. Okay. But if it's not a good anecdote, abort. So you're saying that you have the right to cut me off if you think it's boring? If it's boring, I will cut you off. Okay. okay. And do I have the same right with you? No. Okay. <laughs> no, you can. You okay. Can. No, you will You will want to end this if I do actually cut you off. No, let's just try not to cut each other off. Okay. Okay? And if you're slouching too, I'll get annoyed just because okay. you sound weird when you slouch. <laughs> And just try and keep your voice upbeat. Okay. Nice, friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And then other rules. rules. Oh, I think we can swear. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Um, but just try not to be too negative. I just yeah, think we sure. just stay away from bitching. If that makes sense. About public figures. We mm-hmm. can bitch about, you know. Friends. Friends. Yeah. yeah. And each other. Because they're not going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's it, really. Okay. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Um so, so, what did we want to talk about? Well, let's first of all talk about what we're wearing today. okay, because everybody wants to know about that. Should we be talking to each other or should we other? No, we to don't know that's there. Much? Okay, yeah, okay, you ignore that,, okay? okay? No, you have to ignore. <laughs> you just can't. can you? You're okay. trying to get your good side on it. Too. Okay, yeah, but yeah. the thing is you've actively chosen to sit where your good side is on view, whereas I don't know which. no, good I'm side sitting is. directly front facing you. Okay, communicating with you, whereas you look like you want to get out of this situation. (laughs) I don't want to get out of this situation. Okay, fine. So you're wearing your slutty dress. That's the first thing we'll say. It's the dress that when you wear, people do stop and stare. Not because you look good, Mm -hmm. just because it's just so... um, It's like a very bright clingy fabric sure sure and it was it, a risk i, I knew that this was massive massive a risk, risk. yeah, yeah. i lost a bit of weight lately so it does look better than it did <laughs> at halloween <laughs> At Halloween, it was, like, obnoxious. Okay. Now it's kind of like, okay, she's confident. You look like a confident woman. Well, I think I I mainly put it on to test our relationship. Mm -hmm. You only wear it when... You wore it on one of the final days of my writing deadline Mm -hmm. when you were helping me, and you walked in wearing it, and it was such a risk. Mm -hmm. It was a bold move, but I, I think it's because I wanted to see how our relationship has improved, to see if you could handle me wearing a tight dress around in front of you and maybe not... Shouts at me, and you you survive the whole time yeah. because we do have a problem when you look good. Mm. I hate you. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, um, and it's not that you look good in the dress. You do, sure. you definitely look attractive in it. But it's just, it's just very, it's just such. It's a, like, quite loud. It's louder than I would like. Yeah, yeah it just shows off everything, and uh-huh. just you can't help but look at your body. Okay, and I just hate people like that. <laughs> you should be covering up at all times. Okay. Well um, you you've done well, that exactly. <laughs> You're covering up your entire body. A few bodies you could fit under there. Okay, so BB's basically wearing a a what's the fabric? It's like a stretchy it's a stretchy fabric. sort of um, cotton. Cotton. I don't know what fabrics are. It's the ribbed material. Anyone who wears a a stretchy ribbed material wants to show off their figure. Yeah, very Scooby-Doo, very short, clingy fabric. Mm -hmm. And uh, and also these sleeves. Can you imagine Mm. these sleeves? You would never have worn those kind of sleeves six months ago. I know. What's happened? I think I've just um, decided not to care so much. You've grown in arm confidence. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I haven't really, but I've grown in fake arm confidence. Mm. If I pretend to have arm confidence, maybe the arm confidence will come. Yeah, and your arms will just magically get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're such a bitch. <laughs> I do think that I've been doing that more lately. I've yeah, been wearing more strappy tops, exactly. which I've never I mean, never. We're not. We're not quite at a cap sleeve yet. No, so <laughs> no, 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 and not at a sleeve, which is like a. Um, is it? It's what's that word? It's like all. I don't know what the word is. It's not a strappy top, mm-hmm. but it doesn't come over your shoulder at all. It's 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 uh, a, uh, Like a, a sleeveless top. A sleeveless top. Mm. Oh, mm. my mm. God. Like the a confidence. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's like what Jennifer Aniston would wear in Friends. When exactly. She was at her you have thinnest. to be incredibly tanned and holding a bottle of glucosate mm-hmm. to pull that off. Anyway, you do look very nice. Thank you. So do um, you. And Bibi got catcalled on the way here, mm. and she put on a weird accent and responded. I did I did You didn't. did. You were like, 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> He asked how handsome he was out of ten. He looked like he might get angry if I didn't say anything lower than ten. So I just responded in a joyful way. Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought you were saying ten out of ten in no. a weird accent for no reason. Did you think I was just saying ten out of ten to him <laughs> 10 in response? 10. He asked me how handsome he was. I out thought of 10. he asked how your day was going. <laughs> I was like I've never heard you respond like that. Like I was trying out a new catchphrase. Yeah. I didn't put on an accent. Anyway, yeah. I was furious because I'm wearing a. It's the hottest day of the year. It's hotter than Jamaica today in London. Mm-hmm. And I am wearing a dress that I bought when I first found out I was pregnant, mm. in the th- thinking that I will mm-hmm. wear this when I'm really looking really pregnant. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's like an airy, neon green check fabric. It sounds disgusting. And it is actually quite disgusting. I think it's nice. But um, it looks like what the girls on Instagram wear when they're trying to look like um, little girls, but also like sexy women. Sexy fucking women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I want to look like. That's mm-hmm. my, yes. Anyway, it's. Uh, I, don't, I still don't actually look pregnant enough to wear it, so I just look like I'm wearing a sack. You, you do look pregnant enough. I don't. I you just do. still don't think I look pregnant. Anyway, um, so I was annoyed because at the coffee shop, me and Bibi went to on the way here, we the coffee shop barista didn't look at me, and he only looked at BB, and that happens a lot. I Especially mean, I was ordering. You were so ordering and paying, being and, like, and being like flirty. I was you sure. You're always flirty with baristas. No, I'm not. Hi. It's because I used to be a barista, so I know how important it is to be kind to them and smile. Yeah, I, I forgot that you worked for two months at Yum <laughs> Six months. Six months? Yeah. You did not work there for I six months. I worked there for six months. I did. You Pot ate time. a lot of cake during that period of time, didn't you? You ate a lot of cake. You you gobbled... <laughs> Did <laughs> you ever eat customer's cake?
1: Oh, just... Jesse, <laughs>
0: Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> we got given free cake on our lunch breaks, okay? Sorry, whoops, I'm human. But yeah. didn't realise the cakes that you see in Yum Cha or any other kind of coffee chain around that type, they keep the cakes frozen in logs for months and months and months and months before they're actually served. Are you so joking. the cake that you're eating, that you think is this fresh, lovely, homemade piece of, you know, wonderfulness, it's actually six months old at least. That's disgusting. It was really disgusting. <laughs> but it still tastes good. Oh, it still tastes good, so I had it every day. You did have it every day. You I did have it a every lot day. I, did. I gained a lot of weight in that year. In my, yeah. in my after sixth form, before adulthood, yeah, yeah, that was um That was a bad year. Time. But you didn't know, did you? You didn't know. I just thought that life was going to be good. Yeah. I thought that adulthood was going to be this easy breezy lovely journey of um wonderfulness yeah and it turned out to just be terrible the and beginning of the end yeah absolutely the beginning mm. of the end I'd had the good days yeah so I remember that so clearly I drove mm. past it yesterday and I just thought oh that's when baby got fat <laughs> <laughs> but you uh you didn't know and that's the sweet thing about people who gain weight and they don't know yeah no I really like those people I remember when you gained loads of weight yeah and um we had a sort of uh conversation about it and you stormed out the house when mummy suggested that baby you uh, try and some do some might, yeah, yeah um but let's just clarify my weight issue wasn't because of cake okay it was because of soy okay. and i <laughs> that's what our podcast is going to be about the different ways that you can gain no weight, no, no it's going to be about soy okay just, <laughs> just just about soy i mean and you how were to be no, hang on soy is evil and you should stay away from soy that's I agree. the bottom line and that's what i want to spread the message of women who order a soy latte mm. need to be stopped mm, mm. it is evil okay and fair enough, I did eat a lot of soy yogurt. You ate a whole tub of soy yogurt every day. A whole didn't tub you? every day because I thought it was low calorie yeah. and it was disgusting. Yeah. It wasn't like I was eating cake, no. So okay, I thought oh, I just- let's like just drop the <laughs> cake angle because it really wasn't that much cake. <laughs> it was just a cake a day. It wasn't a cake a day. That's maybe nice. like a, a, a cake twice or three times a week. Yeah, which is still quite a lot of cake. Mm. Anyway, um, I did eat a whole tub of soy yogurt every day instead of dinner, thinking mm. that would m- make me lose weight. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, for people who have polycystic ovaries. Um, soy reacts quite badly mm. with your hormones and stuff, and so I gained two stone in six weeks. Um, so it was quite drastic. Mm. And also soy, if you eat a huge amount of soy, because <laughs> I also was eating tofu and stuff, it um, it makes you have a weird thyroid issue so i was freezing all of the time and you did start to grow a bit of hair in your face i remember mm. i would look at the side of your face and it would be sort of soft with fur yeah i was i had a hairy face and i was freezing so i would have to wear gloves inside the house mm. and it was this period of time when i was a young actress and very neurotic about other actresses getting jobs so mm. i would just spend my entire day shivering mm. with a hood up and gloves on inside checking who's got jobs on imdb yeah and how old they were? Sure, 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 sure. I mean, the fact is, once I got past twenty-one, which is how old Kate Winslet was in Titanic, I, I mean, my life has been shit ever since then. <laughs> because I'm never going to reach that point. But I also now don't look at IMDb. No, or Wikipedia you just have to stay anymore. away. From you really idea. just have to stay away from that shit. Yeah. So anyway, we both have had our weight issues. Issues, yeah. But I think we're fine now. Yeah, we're fine now. And that's not what the podcast is going to be about, is it? No. No. Um, We do talk a lot about weight. Yeah. But I think that's because it's so taboo to actually talk about weight now in wider society. Mm. Um, Because, and importantly, the body positivity movement has meant that um, there is, we're trying to sort of dismantle the emphasis on women looking... You know a certain way all the time in order to be happy to be validated that's awful you should be allowed to look anyway and be respected and be beautiful but that doesn't necessarily mean that our issues with weight in the way that we've grown up in the world that we've grown up in, which wasn't body positive for a very long time, doesn't mean that that's now invalid. Or going to disappear. Exactly, because it's a part of our brain chemistry Mm -hmm. to know how many calories are in something. Yeah. It would be mean to take that away from us because we've literally grown up that way. Yeah, and it'd be really interesting to see how women who are five years younger than you Mm -hmm. uh, deal with Mm -hmm. weight and stuff um, because it's so PC now. Everything is so, we're so careful about talking about weight you know in when i was little if somebody was a bit chubby mm-hmm. you would you would just call them chubby yeah. affectionately mm-hmm. and now you know if if somebody calls my daughter chubby mm-hmm. i I'm immediately pounce mm-hmm. like don't, don't 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 say anything don't say anything yeah and because actually, you don't want her to grow up with i that. don't want her to grow up with any issue mm. and it's just, it's weird because I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I, I almost think that if you, the girls that we know who've grown up without any weight issues, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they've never had to worry about their weight. They've mm-hmm. always been naturally slim, probably gained a little bit bit of weight as they went to university and mm. then just lost it again naturally yeah but like in a sexy way mm. like they just kind of like filled out their clothes like, in like a weight. sexy way yeah a boob way that's just so fucking unfair yeah, yeah but they just they aren't people that i like no they have no soul no. they haven't <laughs> had any internal struggle so they're empty vessels i'm so schooled being in this industry that mm-hmm. you have to be thin to mm-hmm. be successful mm-hmm. and 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 everyone now makes out oh no it's actually about how quirky you are and how different oh you yeah know yeah, that, that stick thin model that they cast as the lead you know, the lead in that film. Oh no, they cast her because of her personality. Her it's shine so person. fucking insulting. Because if it really wasn't about weight, then why would every single lead look the same? Yeah. Um, so they still are. It's it's just an insult to our intelligence. Yeah. Um, so I think things have to change. Mm-hmm. And and they they are slowly like I think we're we're more accepting of of girls that aren't like stick thin at auditions. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it is still. The pencil, mm-hmm. thin women mm-hmm. on TV who yeah. are the lead actresses. Exactly. Anyway, let's just close the weight topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, I think that we've both chosen quite you know bright outfits today because we wanted to feel good. Mm-hmm. It does make you feel better, doesn't it? Definitely wearing bright colors, it sort of um, makes you feel like you um, are a nice part of the environment rather than just sort of blending into it. Well, I've been wearing the same leggings every day for six months because mm-hmm. they're the only ones that fit me, and because I'm too proud to buy pregnancy clothes. Mm-hmm. Which you really should start to do. There are some nice pregnancy clothes, are there? There really aren't. They're all disgusting. <laughs> um, but my leggings have a hole in the back, and I've been wearing them every day. They're the only ones that fit over my stomach now, and I just kind of i I was in Topshop. I was in Westfield the other day, and I was looking around all these nice clothes, and I felt. Uh, all like all at once that I need to buy everything and then on the other hand like actually I don't want to buy anything ever again. Yeah. I just want to be free from possessions and belongings and mm-hmm. it's weird that lockdown has made me question every single bit of my life in such a different way. Mm-hmm. I've never thought about my stuff before. In yeah. Such a kind of I either want to have everything or nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be Elon Musk about it. Yeah. yeah. Just sell all of my possessions. But also at the Has same he time, sold all his possessions? yeah, he sold um, all of his houses and all of his cars. I think he's kept like a minimal amount so that he can live. But um, it was supposed to be some big grand statement about the fact that he doesn't need anything, doesn't rely on anything. I found it so funny because he, you know, he's had a kid with Grimes. Mm. Is her name Grimes? Yeah. Is that her actual name? No, she's called like Lizzie or something. She wouldn't have been (laughs) Chris Grimes, Jesse. Anyway, so she wanted to keep it a secret, the sex of their baby, Mm -hmm. and was like, we're just going to raise the baby gender neutral Mm -hmm. and have a, um, bring it up, we don't feel like we need to. D- disclose what sex the baby is mm-hmm. and um, like for, for months mm-hmm. and then somebody tweeted Elon Musk being like boy or girl and he just <laughs> said boy yeah, <laughs> that's exactly that's <laughs> a perfect um, sort of depiction of the difference in sexes isn't it yeah, yeah. Anyway, this baby will be gen- gender neutral, the one mm-hmm. that's in me right now, but it will be tiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was your pregnancy scan yesterday? So I had a I had a midwife appointment yesterday. Um, it, this pregnancy has been very different to my other two pregnancies because obviously during the virus, uh, it's they essentially see you once at the scan to check you are, are actually pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then again at the second stand to check that everything's okay. And then they kind of leave you to it. Yeah, And then you have a couple of midwife appointments, whereas usually... You have quite regular midwife appointments and you feel quite, like, looked after. And it's just really strange because women who are first-time pregnant at this period of time, I think it would be absolutely terrifying. Because you just, you're so scared. Mm. I'm scared still, but you're so scared and you just don't get looked after in the same way. Um, Anyway, I went into the to have a midwife appointment and, and they measured me and they, they immediately rushed me in for an emergency scan because apparently the baby's quite small mm. or they thought my bump was quite small. And I tried to say it's because I have excellent stomach muscles and stuff like that. but. They didn't really take that on board. <laughs> um, so I had the emergency scan, and yeah, it is just a small baby. Yeah, which is fine. That'll be so much easier for you when it all comes down to it. You know? Yeah, no, it's going to fly out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I am slightly worried because I wasn't vegan for the first two pregnancies, and now I'm worried that maybe my veganism and my vanity has made this baby, like, Tom Yeah, but then you have to think about businesswomen in the 80s who were sort of smoking at their desk and, like, working on, like, a big chunky computer all the while being pregnant. And those babies turn out to be lovely. Really? Well, I like, really know, when think when you think about yeah. all the adults in the world, some of them had to have had mothers that weren't living their healthiest life. Yeah. I think that it's um, the human body's uh, design structure means that basically everything that can be given to the baby is given to the baby, and then the mother just suffers. The yeah. baby is going to be all right most of the time. Yeah. I don't think you need to worry. Okay. Just be... Anyway, be a cute little baby. Tiny. So tiny. Add it to our collection of little people. I yeah. can't say little people, can I? No. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the fact that we're at now in August mm-hmm. and lockdown seemingly has... And we eaten, would have been in Edinburgh now. We would have been in Edinburgh right now doing our show every day, mm-hmm. which I think is partly the reason why we've decided to do something like this where we, you know, a podcast or whatever. Sure. Um, even though during, Everyone has done a podcast. Everyone, I mean, apparently mm-hmm. 10,000 podcasts were launched a day during lockdown. Yeah. Isn't that terrifying. I find it terrifying but I also find it uplifting in a weird way. The hope. Because it's so (laughs) hopeful, isn't it? This idea that you are this voice of reason, you can channel something out of you and people will want to listen to it. 10,000 people a day doing that in their own bedrooms, trying to set it up, trying to make sure the lighting's okay, and then thinking about what they're going to say and how they're going to come across. That is actually really sweet. Yeah, and it's not necessarily people who are, it's just people Mm. doing a podcast. It's not necessarily people in the industry or or people who are comedians or Mm. or like Mm. scientists. It's it's just like Karen from accounting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But why did we decide to do it now? I don't know why I said Karen either. Karen's not the name to say right now. <laughs> 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 Amelia from accounting oh, yeah. is doing a podcast about her bedroom. Um, but why yet, did we decide to do it now? Well, I think I would like to have some kind of voice at the moment. And I found that Instagram has changed for me lately, partly because I don't trust it anymore. I don't know why. I don't think I ever trust social media, but. I think it's something different to me now. I feel very exposed on it and I feel quite timid and question everything I post. And mm-hmm. I never used to be like that. I used to post five photos a day yeah. of collages. Yeah, yeah. And then as I've grown older and become more bitter and, you know, life has happened, I just think I've become more questioning of everything. And, like, you need to have a reason to say something and you have to have a voice. Uh, if, if, Like, if you're going to use your voice, make the voice something make Mm -hmm. it interesting make it important yeah but I think that that's a sort of double-edged sword because if you give Instagram that sort of level of importance because it can be used as a really useful tool and it has become this sort of uh, place where people can express um, really important radical sentiments and it can be used to sort of change the world um, but then at the same time it can be so trivial and Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that people choose to post on it can be so mundane and ridiculous and I guess I just sort of don't want to be in either of those like, Yeah, so you choose to stay out. Probably just because I'm a coward. Well, I think you are scared of putting yourself out there, and that's because you're, you're, you're kind of cultivating or you're, you're trying to work up your way to delivering something. Sure, but it's But I think just... that's also dangerous because Sorry. you're actually... you you have already stuff to say you are interesting and also there is nothing wrong I like I really have such a fondness for people who can just post random shit yeah but then why does um posting something on social media have to be the only way that you express yourself it's not like I don't have things to say or ways that I express myself but I don't think that Instagram should be the proof of that no also because it's such a sort of time stamp in a way if I look at my Posts a year ago or two years ago—it's such an indication of the the headspace that I was in, um, the things that I thought were interesting, even the captions that I thought were funny a year ago are, you are very so cringe-inducing now. I don't know why you so I many symbols. I loved I loved your captions, um, but in a way, it's nice to think that you can sort of um, sort of timestamp in a way, so in a year's time I'll be able to look back and remember this period of time for me. But at the same time, I also don't want to be defined by something that I thought a year ago or two years ago. Um, I, I just I find it all kind well, of confusing. Well, it's weird for people who don't do it regularly and then you look back at their Instagram and you're like, you, you can timestamp certain periods of their life, but for people like me who do it daily and regularly, it's just kind of a public forum for, uh, for my life yeah. that I have chosen to m- make public and then accidentally now have you know a substantial amount of followers who have a comment to to post about that and that's quite scary because it's not like i'm a a very public figure that has um you know i'm just i'm just somebody who was in harry potter and has has done doodles but so i have a huge amount of people that have an opinion about me but also i'm just a i'm just it's not like I'm I'm famous or I have I'm I'm working constantly or whatever. It's just it's quite I'm in a weird position because you I'm have actually accidentally, a lot of pressure on you, yeah. Yeah, so it's just suddenly become slightly overwhelming to have that platform which I didn't really mean to have, mm-hmm. um, but also which finances my life because if I didn't sell my doodles via Instagram, I wouldn't have a living. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's become this weird tug of war between my job and fun mm-hmm. where well, we're dependent on it but we actually resent yeah the fact that we're dependent on it and then living with a comedian whose job is to do gigs usually as which has been just stripped from him now mm. within this period of time you know i constantly well at the beginning of lockdown anyway was you know you should be doing this and you should be doing this you should be po- po- podcast out and videos and instagram and do, do two posts a day and all of this and it's just almost kind of completely folded in on itself because now it's like actually there's so much out there's there. There's so much out there. Why would it even matter? But Does then that's a very pessimistic kind of yeah. Well, we are take. very pessimistic. That's true. Aren't we? Yeah. Um, but creatively, I feel actually quite cleansed in this period of time. I mean, and having some time away from the relentless posting and and kind of the indulgence of that without really sensing without without having any fear of what's going on in the world because you know back before this happened in march i didn't really i no one could have seen this coming no and i think now the fact that we've all gone through this kind of transformation even in small ways that we don't even realize we've had to accommodate and get used to and adapt to i think it is quite refreshing to think we are starting again mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. and i just really hope that the world I mean, obviously, we're going to be going through this for a long time, and it's not over. It's still really fucking dangerous out there. But at the same time, we... You know, in terms of things like pitching ideas for sitcoms Mm -hmm. and um, trivial, creative things that were were meetings before in Soho, and now we're just... Zoom chats. Quick Zoom chats on the phone. Or an email. Yeah, from people's living rooms. It makes everything so much less glamorous when you're seeing this person that in an office wearing a suit you would think is this big, fancy executive person. Seeing them in their living room and hearing their kids shouting from the other room and they're wearing like a t shirt with food stains all over. You kind of realize how silly we all are, and we're just trying to work together to create something. Like it kind Baptist. of makes it. Exactly. It makes it so much less intimidating. But that is were tragic. Exactly. It's like, I can't, I can't believe that we hold these people on such a pedestal and we think that we're not worthy. And then you just realize that they're completely ordinary people, and anybody is capable of doing anything. Exactly. That doesn't mean that we are going to do those no. things. No, no, no. But I'm, not we're capable. I'm not ready to do anything either. But I think that I hope, my hopes for the kind of future in this period of time is that we're a little bit more gentle with each other when when we start to go back to normal, even Mm -hmm. though normal is a long way away. I mean, even we were speaking to somebody yesterday who said that their office is just, they're never going to go back in. There's Mm. never going to be a full office again. Yeah, because people are going to do shifts, different sort of rotors and whatever. And, you know, going into the city and realising that, most you know things that we relied on before like a coffee shop that we went to every day now might just go because there's no other business Mm -hmm. in that area or Mm -hmm. that's terrifying because now our I feel okay if I've got the things that I need to be happy when those things get taken away suddenly it gets incredibly real Mm -hmm. but my hopes are that we're all a bit more gentle with each other in terms of this industry and um, creativity and pitching ideas and putting shows out there and podcasts out Mm. there and things like that. I just hope that everybody's a little bit more gentle and accepting and positive Mm. about those ideas. Whereas before it was so cutthroat and and, and nasty. Mm. Like I've only had horrendous experiences in this industry um, that still traumatic to me 10 years later And I just don't think that will happen again. I think Mm. that the world is a little bit softer now because we're so like damaged. Mm. Mm. Do you feel, in terms of uh, me being ten years younger than you and sort of treading the same path in a way now of like creating stuff and uh, trying to sort of show myself and have these different skills and, and show them to people? Do you feel like you do you feel a sense of protectiveness over me, like you want me to not have the same bad experiences that you did? Which I, mean, I guess is, I mean, we can't even prevent that now because it's a completely different world and there are going to be different kind of hurdles and whatever for, you know, post-COVID like world. Or do you kind of feel like, because you had to go through that stuff, that you kind of want me to go through that too and, and, and learn a little bit, which yeah, I would be completely yeah. willing for you I to say. I want it to be more harrowing for you. Okay, Yeah, good. definitely. Yeah. No, at least you're honest. Yes. At least Just, you're I honest. want you to have a, a horrible time. I don't, want you any, I don't want you to get any luck. Mm. And it just to be brutal from now on in. Yeah, of course not. I I remember um, we had a really really bad fight once when we tried to um, work out who's who had a harder teenagerhood. Oh yeah, I mean come on, I was raped. Okay, okay? that's true. Sure, but that's kind of a trump card at this point, and you put it out a little bit too much. I do put it out a lot, but to be honest, (laughs) I had braces for five years. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I had actually. When I was like finishing my adolescence, do you know what I mean? I had clear skin all the way through school, and then just when things are supposed to be getting good, then I got it really bad. Okay. Yeah, so. I know. I, I, to be fair, acne and um, braces are bad, but I think rape at 14 is pretty bad. <laughs> By okay. your tennis coach. Yeah. By your tennis coach, who you trusted, the position uh-huh. of power. Okay, well at least you were an athlete and you had good legs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was fit um, and I was very able with a tennis ball. Sure. But I was still taken advantage of and he was sent to jail. So yeah. it's fine. But I actually do feel that you had a much easier teenager than me, partly because you had me. Okay. And I was your I was like your fun big sister who Sure, you were you. so fun. <laughs> I was so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you were fun. I mean occasionally you did turn into an Actual demon. I remember we had to block you off with a chair once, me, Ben, and Jamie, as you were coming up the stairs and you had your big eyeliner on and tan that you had at the time. (laughs) And then we had to say, Back off, you witch. Yeah, I was a horrible, horrible teenager. But then from 15 onwards, I improved. Uh, But no, I do feel like uh, rape as a teenager. I reached for my rape anecdote, actually. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Um, My rape, I think, did mean that I have had a completely different adolescence and early 20s to you because I, in retrospect, I was still recovering and my sexual journey was a completely abnormal road to to yours. And I think that I still have, there are still consequences from that period of time that I'm only realising, you know, 18 years later. And actually, uh, the the more time I have away from it, the more I, I feel... This is, this is going to sound awful, but I do feel quite lucky in so many ways that I had a, a rape that was actually... <laughs> Go on. That was actually... Um, it didn't destroy me. And I think that's what's something that people don't talk about enough with sexual abuse and, and trauma. Like, there there are some people that are okay mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. There are some people that do do you use it and and find a way of living with it? And, and, Aren't and, defined by it. I'm definitely not defined by it. Sure. And I think that with our new, um, uh, the new wave in culture where we're allowed to, where women feel more comfortable expressing things that have happened to them um, and sort of like claiming victimhood rightfully and not being sort of um, not believed. At the same time, there can also be this sort of maybe emphasis on victimhood being a part of who you are mm-hmm. and that following... A, around you for the rest of your life and embracing that in like a sort of not a weird way because it can be really helpful for some people especially if it has these lasting repercussions in their life but for someone like you um I don't think that you would view yourself as like a victim or that everything that you've done since has been like because of what happened no and I think that's a really good lesson for everything that happens in life Mm. like with us with our brother dying Mm. Um, which happened to me when I was 21 by the way so you know, you, 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 you could argue that once it yeah. once I got past adolescence then shit really started yeah me. I feel like I had a you I had a worse teenagerhood but mm-hmm. you're definitely gonna have a worse 20s definitely yeah, definitely yeah and not only with death mm. but with um corona absolutely and life in general the world isn't as nice a place. no but the world was horrible when I was a teenager though Sure. Like the nine, the, the naughties. Growing up as a teenager, we've already talked about weight and everything, and the even though my experience sorry to bring it up again the rape was it was actually quite classic of the abuse of power mm-hmm. in so many different industries mm. in that period of time mm. that is now being uncovered and mm-hmm. you know and and this is where we could obviously talk about the murdochs oh, and my obsession okay. with okay yeah but you like, do like to bring that up all I the time that's why i'm it's so maybe unhelpful to link your rape to <laughs> succession <laughs> i can i can relate anything to succession okay Anyway, um, I think that that my relation from Succession to my rape is the the sibling dynamic mm-hmm. that we had post rape was really interesting because it was something that wasn't really talked about, but it was obviously like something bad had happened to Jesse, and that's why she's being a complete bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like with Succession, I just, I mean, the the corruption and the 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 amount of covering up with the Cruises. <laughs> Okay, so are we actually just going to talk about Succession now? Because you are watching it for the third time. I'm today, watching aren't you? it for the third time. This mm. is something that's actually I've I, what I've realised throughout this period of um, what Alfie calls it the box set Death March, which I think is a reference in Succession too, um, which I I think I've managed to. Um, train Alfie or not train um drain Alfie mm-hmm. <laughs> successfully enough that he is now just so tired of me yeah that he's willing to just watch sure tv every night yeah. um and I think he did have hopes of social socializing again yeah um but you 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 stamp that kind of quick, stamped that out very quick didn't you yeah out. yeah and I'm I think that's quite like because he will get to socialize again of course and he will get to have a life again um, but I think it's just quite nice having a series which you know is absolutely like the best series ever exactly. ever exactly and but I look forward to it all day yeah because you I need know something to look forward to because you know you're going to be able to sit down and not Focus on any of your worries or your issues for a couple of hours. But I'm talking specifically about Succession. I know you are, <laughs> and I'm trying to broaden it out because not everyone will have seen Succession, Jesse. I think everyone will have seen Succession by now. I mean, it is a brilliant, it is a brilliant show. Third time round. Okay. It's <laughs> it's just blown my mind. I'm again. watching Breaking Bad for the second time through yeah. now because I finished best Call Saul, and so I've been watching it to go and see how Saul's character has progressed. But again, that's maybe too niche. Oh my god, yeah, Breaking Bad was good. Except I just like the traumatic thing happened mid Breaking Bad, and so mm. I just can't go back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's fine if we just call it the traumatic thing. No, is that too like like no, ominous? I that, no, because yeah. I that sounds strange. Because it's not like s- yeah, people aren't going to be sure what that is. Yeah, but that's fine. It's quite nice for it to be like a mystery. <laughs> yeah, <but> we've already <laughs> referenced the fact that our brother died. So. I, yeah, I just don't like saying that sentence. No, it's a no, horrible no. sentence to no. say. I don't really want to say that like the fucking woman in the coffee shop the other day yeah the, so Bibi's birthday was recently And we had a fun day You look sad Don't be sad I'm not sad Cheer <laughs> Okay That was one of the rules Okay And um, I gave Bibi a beautiful photo collage Oh it was so lovely I genuinely blessed Yeah bless and I am really good really good You're really photo good collages. at gifts. That's mm. one of your love languages No no not Yeah it is one of my love languages Even though I've given no gifts to Alfie <laughs> But also he Men don't accept a photo collage In the same way that a woman does No of course they're not going to Because they don't see liking photos do mm-hmm. they They just don't give a shit about photos Imagine and going, going out with somebody going that like, took photos of you all the time. Exactly, that would be amazing. exactly. I had the same fear as you did at this age of ha- not having a boyfriend that was going to document my beauty at this age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she does take a lot of photos of me, to be fair. Does he? But yeah, they're but they're all always disgusting. from really unfaltering yeah. angles that he thinks are really nice. Yeah. But they're all actually upsetting. I genuinely get like, really upset when she's see photos. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Alfie thought I, I. I asked Alfie to take a beautiful photo of me walking with the kids into the sea yeah. from the behind. Yeah, yeah. You did look like a nine-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing your fucking swimming costume. That's yeah. disgusting. Why did you How, steal why did it? You get that swimming costume. Because it's a sexy nautical swimming costume. It's not. It's disgusting. It and makes you it, look like a peanut. It it flattens your boobs. No, it doesn't. You have to. You have to wake him up. No, yeah. and it's a halter neck and it hurt. The halter neck hurt. Because it it's nice to see a sexy back, you know? Yeah, but I like back, be... if you've got a big back already, yeah, you You, do, you, have, you, you have, have a fucking big back too. I do not have as broad a back as you do. You you're do a, have swimmer. a Yes, you're fair a swimmer. enough. But anyway, your swimming suit was disgusting. And because of the bump, it, t- it flattened my bump. So I just looked heavy. Yeah. And my bum was kind of like drooping out of it. And yeah. I looked horrendous. And then we took a photo of me from the behind. From the, behind. <laughs> from the back and um, he sent them all to me because he obviously had done it like oh just yeah just here's the photos he sent 28 of them to me mm. all of them you know when somebody sends you 28 photos that none of them are good you know they either send you a couple because they're all great or they yeah. send you 28 because they don't even want to mm. go through them because it's painful but i'm very careful when i send well because i also take like bulk photos of people yeah and I'm very selective. When I send them to people, mm. I'm like, I'm only going to send the good ones. They exactly, want to get which attended. I really appreciate, which yeah. I do always really appreciate it that you curate the selection. I do. Very nicely. Anyway, that photo, the photo still haunt me, but it's the lighting of mm. the sun. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what it is. You've got a beautiful body, Jesse. But No, I don't. But at the same time, it made me really appreciate how awful it is for celebrities on the beaches with paparazzi. Oh, yeah. The light on their bodies... Mm. Mm. Like how? Th- so, if there is a good photo of a celebrity on a beach, you know they, that they're beautiful. Their real body life. must be godlike. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, why were we talking? Oh, yeah, my photo collage. Anyway, so I took a really beautiful. I did. A, I gave baby BB a frame of a photo collage. It was beautiful. She basically started crying almost. Mm. We were obviously having a nice time though. We were happy. Yeah. And a woman in the coffee shop decided to use this moment to to speak to us. She does know me. I've read a lot of books on death. I know the things to do and not to do. And a lot of the books on death say, don't be afraid of talking to the, the bereaved person about their loved one that's gone. Don't be afraid of bringing them up. And that's bullshit. It's complete fucking bullshit. It's bullshit because sometimes the person doesn't want to talk about it. They want to pretend that everything's okay. So don't. You have to wait for the queue. You, you have to, like, if we yeah. were to bring it up, then it's something that the other person can talk about. Or you can say a sort of nice blanket statement that's close question, you know? Like, I'm really sorry to hear about what happened... All my thoughts are with you, or I hope that you're okay. But not if you've not, not seen them. Exactly. If you haven't seen them, then it's a bit of a weird random. But if thing you've not say. seen them, if you've seen them since and you've had that conversation since, then you drop it. Exactly. And, and then you act the like everything's person. okay. Exactly, exactly. But this woman, despite the fact that we said, you know, it's It's my birthday, birthday, we're having a nice time. She we <laughs> was were clearly giving presents, which already made me feel awkward doing in the presence of strangers. Because yeah. there were two girls on the table next to us that clearly were fans of yours because they were listening yeah, through their were. airpods, they kept on like they were Harry Potter. Taking them out. You tell them from a off. oh god they all have this specific wild look in their eyes you know like they haven't quite grasped onto the idea of adulthood yet yeah even though they're all 32 and <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the telltale sign is they have a gryffindor tote bag i mean sure that does yeah. help uh, identify them from a distance but anyway so she basically took it upon herself to say how are you in a very loaded way like how are you how are you, you know she did it with her eyes and she did sad poppy eyes but i did a really good thing mm. by immediately saying we can't talk about that right now. No, 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 because she said, how are you? Oh, yeah. And then we were like, oh, okay, we're we We had a little brief conversation, clearly wanted to get out of it, but she didn't have the emotional intelligence to retreat. Yeah. It was so inappropriate. So I I made the bold move, and um, which I'm going to do again, saying, I can't talk about this. I said, we're not talking about that. We can't talk about that right now. And that was really good because mm. it, it, it empowered us. It put us in control. We can't talk about that right now. That would be a good title. We can't talk about that right now. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's nice. And so, anyway, so basically my, my advice for people who don't know how to interact with people who have gone through something quite big lately mm-hmm. is... Uh, wait for them to bring it up. Wait for them to bring it up. Sense the vibe. Mm-hmm. If they seem like they're actually quite happy at the moment, if they're fine, you stay the fuck away from that topic. Exactly. Because it only just reminds us that that's exactly what people see when they look at us. Exactly, and that's exactly what we don't want to be. Like, Even though this is going to ultimately define our lives Mm. and be a huge thing that we have to now deal with and confront. Deal with, confront, overcome and accept. But that's for us to do. It's not for other people to look at us and that's the first thing that they think of. Even if it is, just try and pretend that it's not yes, this thing did happen to us. It's up to us to now work out how to navigate our way through this, accept it if -hmm. that's going to ever happen. But that's our responsibility. Yeah. And um, hopefully other people can sort of do us the service of viewing us as the the people that we are in all the other ways. Because that's what I am desperate for people to still treat me as, Mm -hmm. the same person, Mm -hmm. but just a little bit more layered now a little bit more trauma there but But what makes me feel really bad if I'm thinking of like the bad side of my personality the pessimistic side of my brain I do view people with the one bad thing that happened to them I do view people with these incredibly broad brushstrokes of oh well she had that year where she was um like sectioned. a hormonal bitch or you know oh that person was sectioned or oh she was really fat for six months but then lost all the weight and then became nasty because she, she went to jail. jail yeah exactly and i just worry that that's exactly how people view us <laughs> yeah but they're usually like really like bad things mm-hmm. like i mean obviously this is really bad but you know if somebody killed someone then you mm-hmm. would view them as okay sure well, that person sure oh that's someone. stabby joe <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that that is inevitable that's going to happen because it's still so fresh and still so new but I don't think I do. People are all self-absorbed. No, I one, yeah, no I was... one gives a shit. I know. They really don't give a shit. They can't comprehend what's happened to us because they it hasn't happened to them. Once it happens to them, they, they'll be able to think back like I do when I realised that, oh, actually, I had a friend whose brother died at that age. But I just didn't have the comprehension. I didn't have the emotional intelligence to, to do anything about it. So I just dealt with her as her at that point. Period of time, and people just don't have that. Don't have that memory recall. Mm. Next episode, way. we're going to oh, talk sorry. about why my boyfriend should stop drinking, mm-hmm. and I could talk about that for about f- five years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's fine. Okay, so should we wrap this up? Yeah, because it's fucking hot. Yeah, we have fucked our bodies up. Sure, basically. Sure, 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 and our minds, and our minds, but not our faces. Um, Maybe mine yeah, a little you bit. Just, you look a bit ruined. Thanks. No, so do I. I'm, I'm anemic. Increasingly ruined. Yeah, you are heavily anemic, but that's because of the it's my <laughs> periods. <are> so heavy. <laughs> Next episode we're gonna be talking about why Bibi should get her coil out and not tell my boyfriend that's what your plan was. Just just see just see how he reacts, you know? It'd be good for him, it be a good challenge. Um <laughs> Yeah, seriously. If you haven't seen how somebody responds to the girlfriend telling them that you're pregnant, exactly at like a young age, prematurely, sure, then when the relationship isn't ready yeah, for that, you gotta, then gotta, it's gotta not test a, them. Exactly, it's good. You gotta test them. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Okay. And maybe in the next episode, we'll also talk about how. Um, oh, what, what, what other things can we talk about? We, we continue to talk about Succession mm-hmm. and my obsession with the Murdochs. Um, I want to talk about YouTubers next episode. YouTubers, because I've become obsessed with them. Um, Uh, YouTubers who previously were um, bodybuilders who now have um, fucked up their bodies so much by their drastic eating habits, the diets that they've been on that they have decided to turn to a life of binging every day. And so they film these videos in their cars where they pick up crates and crates of donuts and pastries and, and breakfast items, food that they have been denying themselves for years. And they just eat them slowly and you just see the, the <laughs> glory on their faces. There's this one girl called Stephanie who used to be uh, like in the competitions, the bikini competitions where you tan yourself and every muscle in your body is defined. And she's realized that she's fucked up her body so much. And she's like a, a scientist as well. She's um, at university course, studying yeah. Cancer treatment. <laughs> Fascinating woman. Um and now she just dedicates every day to eating five thousand calories a day and filming it. And it's is beautiful. she is she big. She oh she's really big now. That's really, why really you like big. The program isn't it? Exactly. But <laughs> she's sexy. Well my and she's so cool and I love watching that. So we're gonna talk about that yeah. next time. Well my new obsession is MMA wrestling mm. and I think I'm gonna get into it. What's MMA It's for? like I don't really know what it stands for. martial arts. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went out with a guy once that was into um, uh, the medieval uh, oh. martial arts where you dress up and then you get like the antique swords and that was the biggest town I've ever <laughs> had in <of> my life. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm going to get- I g- still let him walk me home. Let me finish the fucking sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually going to become a wrestler. That's my new mission. Sure. Like Jodie Marsh. Do you mm-hmm. remember her? Mm-hmm. Do you remember Jodie Marsh? Mm-hmm. You're too young for Jodie Marsh reference. She was a big brother, wasn't she? Yeah, celebrity brother. Mm. With the one with George Galloway. Mm, where he was pretending to be a cat. Mm-hmm. That's such good TV. That's the best TV ever. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I think I might document my journey of becoming a MMA wrestler. Okay. Once this baby's out. Sure. The tiny baby. <laughs> you can um, just put him in your handbag like a little dog. Yeah. You don't have handbags. I, I don't know why I said that. To like tote bag. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's stop talking. Yeah, now. Let's stop talking now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>